Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harrow. We're keeping score. And I'm about an hour and a half from Royal Portrush near Belfast on the Irish side, Northern Ireland, Ireland, effectively, politically, economically came together as one for an incredible British Open. Congratulations to all. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But big issues all over, so let's get right to it. Deal-making issues, three to one. Number three, Premier League revealed it reached a cumulative global audience of $3.2 billion for all programming watched during last season, 6% increase on the previous year. The top flight soccer league found the cumulative audience uh, about 11% higher to $1.35 billion working with Nielsen. And officials said that it was shown in 188 of the world's 193 countries recognized by the United Nations. The Premier League dipped in domestic TV rights for the next three-year cycle, years ago, to $6.3 billion. The drop was offset by a 30% rise in the price of the league's international rights, sold for a combined $5.3 billion through the 1922 span. Good for them. That's number three. Number two, Major League Baseball and patches. The Major League Baseball uh, management talks about the successes of the NBA decision to allow jersey branding, bringing up an average of $7 million per year per team, but the MLB teams will follow suit as well. Van Wagner, the agency hired by Major League Baseball to look at all of this and actually analyze this, they said to Sports Business Journal as an opportunity to get some of the work, the deals could be worth six to eight million dollars. Select high profile teams able to secure more. Good for them. And they're following the footsteps of, of the Premier League and others who have done this for years. Number one, Shane Lowry. A cool $1.95 million for winning the Open could potentially even make a bigger cultural mark. It's beginning the Open taking place as the Open and moving around the world. In my lifetime, it's possible we may see it being played in the Netherlands or maybe Australia, Padraig Harrington shared with the Irish Times regarding Royal Port Rush. Lowry certainly be the face of Irish golf in the year-long run-up to the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, especially as Rory McIlroy struggled with his big stage game. That's number one. Yet, we have a treat today because he may be struggling with his big stage uh, his big stage game, but Rory McIlroy, still the quintessential economic hero in Northern Irish golf, along with Darren Clark and, and uh, Harrington and, and, uh, and Larry on the, on the Irish side and Graham McDowell, Northern, Northern, Northern Irelanders as well. My touring around the uh, Belfast area and the Ulster region, yeah, playing a little golf, Royal Belfast Club, uh, Royal County Down, a couple other places. But the most exciting part of this was Hollywood with one L. This was the home club of Rory McIlroy, and they obviously are very proud of him as a member. You would see the, ca- uh, the classic parking spaces near the pro shop. It goes 
club captain, treasurer, and then a space specifically reserved for Rory McIlroy. It about tells you everything else. But for a club that is the epicenter of the revolution of Irish golf, as well as the kids programs, the youth program, the economic impact of the tournament, the infrastructure, who better than Stephen Crooks, the head professional of Hollywood Golf Club, who has been there for a while and knew Rory when he was a wee lad. We got an exclusive interview on Saturday. He thought an Irishman might have a chance to win. Really, nobody knew it was Shane Lowry. But let's listen to Stephen Crooks on Rory McIlroy. Sports professor Rick Harlow inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. We're here at the general site of the 148th British Open. It is Royal Port Rush. But we're here at Hollywood Golf Club, the home of, as we know from the primary parking spot here of Rory McIlroy and the last time the Open was played here none other than Max Faulkner you know him the favorite one in 1951 and the guy who is driving a lot of this he'll be understated but he's the he's an Ulster coach he's the head professional Hollywood Golf Club Stephen Crooks how are you I'm great thank Thank you. you thank you very much so the weather's been fine the tourism here is outstanding we were told that the increase in tourism is about 40% or even more. The infrastructure is incredible. They've increased flights. The sellouts for the tournament have been great. What have you experienced here? First of all, how far is, how far is Hollywood Club from, from Royal Port Road? Um, it is 90-minute drive. Okay. So we're reasonably close. Um, a lot of people um, are staying in Belfast because it's so accessible to Portrush. Um, mm-hmm. But accommodation, you can't get a, a hotel room. So it's uh, it's extremely popular and it's great to see. And, and so thinking about this as a long time from when the RNA originally considered this and then the course improvements that were done around Portrush, uh, it's been a big economic boom for Northern Ireland too, has it not? Well, absolutely. As you as you know, and as you can see, we're such a small country, right. and to have you know one of the biggest golf tournaments in the world here with over two hundred thousand people, you know, coming in to watch this uh, magnificent event is huge for the country. Everyone is getting, as you as you say, great business uh, from staging this event. Um, and uh, hope it comes back again. <laughs> well, it should come back as part of the Rota, given, yeah. given uh, uh, all, all the things that have been happening as well. And so when governments make a decision to spend money on infrastructure, they do it because of economic impact. This is a little bit different. Troubles years ago, nobody hides from it, but there needed to be some kind of an image overhaul as well relative to what Northern Ireland offers the world. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because only you know, in the last two weeks has been the, the marching season and 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 bonfires and you know, um, you know, in years gone past there would have been a lot of trouble you know in in around these dates and you know we certainly didn't want this uh, leading up to to the open with visitors coming in. So I'm glad that a lot of that is is, is gone away and I hope it stays away for for a very long time. And the golfers in this country have certainly helped put this country on the map. And it takes away what has happened in the past when you have these sporting legends doing something which is great and uh, you know it's it's also good to see talk about and we'll, we'll we'll get to your man in a minute but talk about junior golf and talk about what this kind of event means to golf in Ireland generally Northern Ireland in particular and junior golf both on the girls and the and the boys side 
Yeah, well, you know, as you talked about the infrastructure at Poorosh, uh, a large part of that is getting, uh, you know, kids go free, um, which which is great. So they get to watch their their sporting heroes, and then inside the ropes, they can go and and get free lessons. And they're doing lots of games for kids to promote the game of golf. And you know, we have over 490 courses I think in Ireland, and you know, I think most courses are still a crown out for more junior members. Uh, we're very fortunate that um, we've actually got a couple of juniors at the minute. Yeah. We're, we're in a very popular situation obviously with having Rory as our hero. Um, we're fortunate. But I think, you know, you know, after staging this event, I think, you know, people watching on TV and, and going to watch their sporting heroes, I think is obviously going to drive golf even further for for Ireland and, and, uh, and hopefully with 600 million viewers around the world, then everyone will hopefully... You know, pick up a club at a young age and start playing. Well, the six hundred million is important, but just let's not gloss over what you said. There, this is a really relatively small country. You can get from one side of the country to the other two, three, four hours. Yeah, four hundred and fifty golf courses. It's yeah. incredible, and and nature made it, but you guys took it to the next step. Yeah, absolutely, it's great. Um, I must try and play them all one day. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have time. Got to make think, money here. I don't think so. But uh, okay, and you know. For Northern Ireland, have Graham McDowell, Dan Clark, and, and, and Rory, and then obviously down south, we've got Shane and and Podrick doing ever so well. And there's a few young ones coming up through. Um, you know, it's it's great. Um, you know, you know Ireland. I don't know what fraction size it is of America, but we produce a lot of golfers, and golf is a huge sport as is baseball and American football in America. You know, yeah. everyone kind of wants to play it, so it's great. All right, let's talk about the role model aspect of it. We have some American athletes on American television and all that joust over whether or not um, an athlete should be a role model. You look at how Rory McIlroy has inspired a whole group of people, uh, this generation, the next generation. Uh, It's beyond question that he's the Pied Piper. I guess Darren Clark is the first, and and obviously you've got others. But talk a bit about Rory's uh, um, uh, role and influence in in Irish, uh, Northern Irish golf and Irish social structure as well. Yeah, I think it's been huge. You know, I've been fortunate enough to uh, know Rory since he was 11, uh, growing up. So I've seen him as a as a young teenager, uh, growing up right through and turning into the person he is today. And uh, obviously his bank balance has changed, but as a person, you know, I think, you know, he's got better with the age too because he's extremely mature. He speaks so well off camera, off the golf course. You know, he, he, he seems to keep himself pretty right. And, um, you know, you know, that not only goes unnoticed you know around here but also worldwide and you know to have a role model like that in ireland is, is huge and uh, i think that's what makes him so popular yeah we, we have some we have some rowdy fans here we're, we're trying to trying to do a legitimate interview but you know there are some and they're americans but we'll we'll we'll, we'll control that behavior that's okay americans that, being loud are you americans sure being loud look, look, yeah. are you being cynical about americans that's okay <laughs> that's not a problem so you know but your perspective about Rory's worldwide marketability as well. You know, you know him as the 11 year old kid who grew up here, yep. and we know him as a worldwide celebrity. So, you surprised? Uh, no, not what he's achieved. You know, um, you know, his first five years on tour was was pretty spectacular, and he came out of the blocks like you know a young Tiger Woods nearly. Um, but uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised. I think from a young age, you know, I. I heard the name before I met him. Yeah. Um, you know, for eleven, twelve year old, that's pretty unusual to be honest. You know, yeah. this this 
young kid at Hollywood, you got to see him. He's unbelievable. And then when I saw him up close first time and watched him play, it was pretty special. And then I've been to many of his first tournaments when he was an amateur and, and first term pro, and he was just different level than the amateur I've seen. But the biggest attribute I could have given him at that age is his work ethic was just it was greater than any other junior I've seen at that stage and even since then. So, so that's what I could really compliment them on. Let's finally talk about the business of golf in Northern Ireland today. And let, let's talk about five years from now. What, what's your, what's your prediction? The economics of golf, golf course business here, tourism, you know, predict the whole package five years from now. Um, I think the whole baggage will be different than the, than the previous 10. I think there was a, definitely a lull in Irish golf about 10 years ago. And, you know, I think uh, in around 2010 to 12, it was a bit low. And then it's gradually getting better with the Irish Open and Port Rush in 2012. And then Port, Port Stewart a couple of years ago. And then obviously having the Open now. But, you know, if we can get the Open again on the Ruta in five to seven years' time, I think, you know, we talked about the 600 million viewers there on TV. They're one going to come and play. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the feedback this week has been spectacular in terms of you know um not only the golf course but you know the, the how, how well people have been um, treating the tourists and and the places to go and sightseeing and and uh, the hotels and the bars and stuff so i think the whole package is there and in five years time i think we're just going to get busier and busier and we certainly could do with the with the revenue that's for sure your mouth to god's ears we have a jet overhead we have rowdy americans we have economics we have ju- uh, junior uh, female golfers all the things that symbolize success long term are right in front of our eyes apart right? from the rain which well, is well, nice I, no, the rain symbolizes northern ireland too <laughs> Stephen crooks thank you okay. very much really thank appreciate you. it thank you. ricardo speak with you soon obviously rory means so much more to irish golf than just golf as you can see from that well done Northern Ireland, well done. Ireland means a lot to this country and the area more than you would ever know. Sports Tech Minute. Overwatch League realigns its divisions and switches to traditional home and away sports league format. Eastern, Western, Southern, Northern, Pacific, Atlantic Conference. Each division competes uh, with uh, each other with five teams. 20-team competition. After launching in 2017, the Overwatch League now entering a pivotal season to see if esports could be successful with city-based teams like the NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB. Really important because it's the Wild West out there esports wise cities may give them the hook world team tennis announces the international partnership with watch and bet streaming 44th consecutive season this past weekend announced it'll be broadcast in china for the first time ever exclusive media partner in china will stream all 59 wtt matches and they're one of five active u.s pro sports leagues that have been in operation for over 40 years nfl nba nhl mlb and it now gets its shot at the international spotlight that's the Sports Tech Minute. Finally, the Power of Sports Minute. REI looks to bolster environmental and outdoor journalism. REI Co-op debuts its own print magazine this fall. New partnership to channel matching funds directly to local nonprofit newsrooms. The 81-year-old retailer will retire its full-price mail-order catalog in favor of its print magazine, The Uncommon Path. The retailer is also announcing a new sponsorship which with Newsmatch, a nationwide campaign to strengthen local journalism to help bolster climate change coverage and make people more conscious of life outdoors. And Yahoo Sports 
starts NFL short form ser- series called Play It Forward. It's a two 11-minute episode every week on Mondays and Thursdays for eight weeks. Antonio Brown, Adrian Peterson, Deshaun Jackson, and others. The show gives viewers a glimpse into players' rise to the top. The philanthropy, by the way, really important as part of this. It shows the difference players can make in individuals' lives off the field. Kudos to the show. And kudos to Power of Sports and some of the other stuff that we have been doing. And obviously, Reuters uh, podcast will give you the idea of what's happening every week. We'd like to thank Stephen Crooks. We'd like to thank the hospitality in Ireland. I'm halfway done with... uh, my intrepid reporting on Irish and Northern Irish golf courses. I'm sure you would appreciate this. It's Rick Harrell. Speak with you soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital. I'm Rick Harrell. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.